This is Radio Maria England, and we now present Awakenings, presented by Father Sam Randall. Well, welcome uh, to our series, Awakenings. Um, we're bringing to you stories of conversion and renewal, and we've had some exciting uh, stories. And we've got a real treat for you today. I've got Maria. I'm going to try and say your name. Vallejo Najera. How's that? That's perfect. Oh, there Father. you go. Congratulations. <laughs> Nobody says, uh, says my name properly. <laughs> okay, good, good. But thank God I can just call you Maria for the rest of this. Okay. So Maria's beautiful. Uh, Maria's a Spanish author and novelist and uh, born in, in Madrid, uh, studied uh, pedagogy at university and married a nuclear engineer, a nuclear physicist. That's correct. He's yeah. a nuclear engineer. Okay. Yes. What's the difference between a nuclear physicist and a nuclear engineer? Well, in Spain, it's it's a career that study the engines of the of the rockets and okay. things like that. Exciting! So, wow! Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, Maria was a cradle Catholic and uh, grow as lots of people in Spain are oh, really went to Catholic school, and. Um, uh, so I, I'm going to get out of the way and let Maria talk about, if you could begin by talking about the, this formative period of your Catholic faith and, and its impression upon you, Maria. Yes, of course, Father. I belong to a family who was Catholic, but you know, Father, in Spain, because of uh, after the Civil War, everybody was Catholic. It was like a thing you have to be. So you were born Catholic and everybody received their baptism in the, after two two days after the birth, the least okay. one month after the birth. So uh, it was a cultural thing, really. So all my life, I went every Sunday to mass without understanding very well what was going on. Of course, the, the school was Catholic, but we didn't receive that much of an education. We have a lot of catechism, though, okay. a lot of rules. So to me, it was a bore. I went to mass um, dragging my feet. My father was always telling me off. We never prayed rosary at home, never. Uh, they were very, very, my parents were very respectful towards Catholic, Catholicism, and they they thought they were really good Catholics. But the only thing we did was uh, going on Mass on Sunday and celebrate Christmas, because on Easter it was more playing golf. <laughs> so, right, okay. You know, taking those vacations. So my heart was not Catholic. My my soul had received the, the Holy Communion because I did a communion. I, right. they, I was very badly prepared in school for a confirmation. And, and because of that, I, I didn't have an encounter with Jesus. Uh, to me, Jesus was a very strange friend that I never saw. Right. Uh, it wasn't more, more than an acquaintance to me. Right. Our Lady was like a Gothic thing to me. And the Holy Spirit and God the Father was like, very very strange <laughs> right and that was that was what i believe until i got to to 2000 right just to, before we get to the 2000 um you, you got it you're married before uh aren't you you get married to your uh, nuclear yes uh, engineer i have husband. been married uh, for the last uh, 33 years i have wow. three children two of them are married and uh, i have four little grandchildren how lovely 
<laughs> that's real. That's 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 great, great joy. I mean, yeah, having grandchildren in your life is marvelous because you can always give them back. Yeah, I know that joy. So, um, so tell us then, up to two thousand, you've got this cultural faith. It's just background. It's part of who you are: being Spanish, being Catholic, married in the Catholic Church, husband who's a Catholic. And you're still going to mass every Sunday, are you? Uh, we we married in the Catholic Church. My husband was better prepared than me right. because my parents in law were true believers. Uh, they didn't belong to the Opus Dei movement, but my husband went to Opus Dei school. And to be honest, even if I sometimes I don't understand them very well, the formation the children had in his school was very good, much right. better than mine. So, Maria, just so, just stop you there. Um, a lot of our listeners will never have heard of Opus Dei unless they've read Dan Brown, and you know that that you remember that. So, just tell our listeners what is Opus what is Opus Dei really, not Dan Brown's version of it. It's a move. It's a it's a religious, it's a Catholic movement that was started uh, by a very holy person whose name was Escriba Romani, and um, Spaniard. he based he based his Catholics in, in work, put God in every single thing you do, in your job, in your family, God is first, first, first. So uh, in Spain was very famous, it started to be very strong in the 60s, this right. movement, and they built very good schools, very good schools, so academically and also religiously. So my husband was a little bit worried, because we got married in the church, but uh, I, I, it was for me. It was social. For him, was a little bit more more okay. important. Okay. And then when we had babies, everything started to to be talked at home because he realized that he was the one who was dragging me to mass every Sunday. I, and he said to me, "Listen, Maria, our children are going to receive the Holy Communion. That my twins were eight at that time, and we should talk about this because I see you're very cold. You have a cold heart." Oh words okay. religion i said yeah. oh let's let let's them be and when they grow up they they can choose whatever religion they want but uh we were living in london there my husband okay. was a banker was working as a banker for an american bank in in london so i have a very lot a, a very nice group of english friends right. all of them anglicans they were okay. anglicans. all right anglican friends okay that's good yes yeah. One of my, my best English friends, she was Ang Anglican, her name is Christina. Yeah, I adore her. She's, a, she's like a sister to me in so many ways. And she said to me, she was very nice. And, and the war in Bosnia erupted. Oh, yeah. And she went there both for two, two reasons. One, big, out of curiosity, because she wanted to go to a little village called Medjugorje. She had heard some crazy Catholics were seeing Our Lady there. All right. But she really wanted to help, you know, to help uh, the poor people, the the refugees, and and she went. She went before she told me, of course, about Medjugorje. She went and she fell in love like that with Medjugorje, even with an Anglican heart. She understood immediately that the Holy Spirit was working super hard in that little village. Right. So she came back to me, and she invited me to lunch with her sister to tell me all the stories of Medjugorje. I thought she was nuts, Father. Okay. <laughs> I thought that she had received some drugs or something from the soldiers there. Okay. Because she explained me the whole story. And myself, as a Catholic from, from Madrid, from Spain, I've, I've heard when I was a child stories about Fatima 
and Lourdes. Oh, yeah. And when I asked my father, because I was a very curious child, and my father was a psychiatrist, by okay, the way. All right. And and I said, Daddy, please take me to this place. Apparently, this and my father, of course, knew the story and said, No, 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 don't believe these silly things. You you go and study and get high marks okay. and he, he dismissed it like that. So I I was not interested, but I heard the stories. Okay. So um, know, all that, of those sites, all of just if, if our listeners don't know, the, the sites, Lords and Fatima, are sites like Magigoria of Marian apparitions, aren't they? Where Mary has appeared and and given messages. So, yeah. So you've got your crazy Anglican friend who's trying to get you to go to Magigoria. I mean, that's just absolutely wonderful. And she, does she have a passion for Mary, your Anglican friend? No, she was very surprised and okay. very shocked because she has never heard about the real story of our, our lady. So when she got to Medjugorje, she heard all these stories by the Franciscans. Oh yeah. When she came back to me, she said, hey, we have to, to have a, a talk because you are Catholic. You should know. And I said, well, I know these stories, but to be honest, I'm, I'm not very, my heart is not very close to her. I don't know her. Yeah. I, I don't know her really. So... That is how it started. In the beginning, it took like a couple of years for me to think she was a little Lulu. But after two years, yeah. something uh, erupted in my heart. I don't know what it, of course, I know now that it was the Holy Spirit working yeah. through her, through this beautiful Anglican. And then the day came when she invited me to lunch in a very, very posh place okay. <laughs> where Princess Diana used to go with her sisters. Right. And Princess Margaret, it was very close to my place. And, and we all always had a lunch, one, one lunch per month, the okay. two of us together, my friend Christine and I. And then something supernatural happened, Father, because we were talking. It was Christina, her sister Angie and me. And they were explaining to me I had to go. I, the war was over, by the way, because okay. the, the two previous years I said, I, I don't want to hear about this because there's war over there. It's so dangerous. And she told me it's over now. We have the, the NATO now and it's protected. And amazingly, not a single bullet has been gone through Medjugorje. Our Lady has protected the place. You should come. So for a while, I protested very, very harshly. That time I was like angry. I understood late, later that the devil, Father, is real. And right. the devil, when he sees that a soul is starting to get away from his claws, he gets really angry. Yeah. So suddenly, it's not my character to tell my friends so. I'm very respectful for their the way of thinking, their religion, everything. But I got really angry, and it, it was rough. And I was like, you're crazy, you're mummies, and what about your babies? What, what if a bullet gets through your head or a bomb? And, and they were shocked because they said to me, you're, this is not your character. Yeah. So something really angry inside me was telling them off and suddenly from one single second to the other i heard a voice the only way i have to explain it is it's not that i hear i heard from the ear it was something internal it came from my soul but the understanding father was so clear it's as if you were talking to me right now right and, and this is at the me, restaurant isn't it this is in the restaurant yes yeah this yes, is happening there was in, yeah. buzz, there, there, there was music yeah and also uh, behind me was Mick Jagger. You told me not to say the name. Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, you can. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited because this first yeah, restaurant right. had a lot of celebrities. Yeah. And that precise day was Mick Jagger right. with a wife, with his ex-wife now. 
anyhow, I, I, from one second to the other, you see there was a place, that's, it's not a church, it's not a chapel, it has nothing no, to do with the Lord, no. but our lady was there, our lady was there, and she said to me, the only thing I remember very clearly is she said to me, why are you so scared of me? Yeah. Why don't you come? I'm waiting for you here. Wow. Like that. Okay. Boom. It was like a bullet to my to my soul. No? Mm. Very sweet. What really uh, attracted my attention was the sweetness yeah. of the voice. Okay. The, the, it was more than a voice. Was father. it in it Spanish? Was, was it Spanish or English? Yes. Yes. In it Spanish. It was in Spanish, which okay. was very strange because there was no one in Spanish. In yeah, no, no. <clears throat> Yeah, so yeah. I, I understood immediately that something something very important was going on in that place. So one second to the next one, I threw my fork on the plate and they 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 remember like this, you know, because my memories were so so different because my it was like if my soul exploded in one second. Right. Towards God. It was a huge jump towards God, but I was angry. I was still angry. And they said to me, Why have you changed? your mind because from one second to the other I said okay okay all right I'm coming with you take a ticket to me buy a ticket a flight ticket to me so Angie went off the restaurant and she went immediately to buy the tickets because they were organizing a pilgrimage at the moment okay. that that was the hurry they said listen right. we have places come with us and um this was like three months later, but they had right. to buy the tickets and organize. So, of course, uh, when when I left the restaurant, to make a very long story short, and I arrived home, I said to my husband, very scared, very scared. You know what? Uh, Christina has convinced me. I didn't say to him this voice came no, to me. I was okay. very confused. Yeah. No. Yeah. And this was the miracle, Father, because I was sure that he was going to say, no way. We had three children at that moment. The, the baby was only two years old. Yeah. And he was crazily, you know, he worked from seven in the morning till 10 at night in the bank. And we have a part-time part nanny. So he said, he was going to say, no way, no way. I need you. Please help me because I cannot leave the bank. For but the miracle was there. He immediately looked at me and said, you know what? You should go. Wow, okay. And then, yeah, and, and he doesn't know why he said that because uh -huh. I was like, what if a bomb struck me? And he said, no, the same words as Christina. No, no, don't worry. The NATO is there. There's there's no war no more. But, you know, you will find tanks. And because we saw the news every day. Yeah, yeah. But, and he pushed me. And, I, you know, later on, the joke Wonderful. was he wanted to get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> Not his wife, you know. But he said, I don't know. I felt, he said to me, I felt... It was your time to meet God, and I I pushed you like wow. that. Okay. He didn't have a single speck of fear. I was the one who was terrified. <laughs> so I so I went. Three months later, I I was there in the which airport. Year, which year? Which year is this then? Which year? Are we still in? Two thousand. Still in two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was May. It okay. was May two thousand. So um, we went there, and I was a, rebe a rebel in the airplane because. I was complaining the whole time, Father. In the airplane, we, we had a bumpy, a bumpy flight. I hate to fly. Yeah. So there was a priest in the, the group. We were a group of like 20 friends of Christina and a couple of friends of mine that I dragged, one friend of mine that I dragged. 
and um, and my friend told me I was very insupportable. I was I was very grumpy, very grumpy. And again, I think it was the devil really angry, trying to put in my head, why have you come? This is dangerous. What about your babies? You're a bad mother. All these things, no. And also, you know, you have to think that I'm a daughter of a, of a psychiatrist. So I thought, this is nuts. How can these people see our lady? This is crazy. This is not. This is this is not true. Yeah. So when we arrived to the to the little village, it took us a long time because again the, the soldiers were there. So yeah. The trip from from Dubrovnik to Medjugorje was very hard. We were stopped like yeah. every single minute. Uh, they took our our suits uh, off the bus and they they looked through it. It, it was scary. But nothing happened, and um, we arrived there, and I was very rude with everyone. <laughs> the first day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, just, just for our listeners, if you, if this is interesting to you, do Google this. I'm, I, there might be some um, organisations that are taking to now because obviously COVID is things are getting slightly easier. But do look. We at Radio Maria are, are planning a trip, so we're planning a trip to Magigoria. Maria, you should come when we go. We can all meet up. It'd be so I'd nice. love to join. Yeah, it'd be so wonderful, <laughs> I tell you. So we're planning a trip there, but um, it is still difficult to get there, isn't it? There's no airport. Uh, you know, it's quite complex, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. Now, a week ago, they have opened the Mostar, the Mostar Airport. Uh, have they opened it? Okay. Yeah. yeah great. Which is much closer. Yeah, yes. But that's it's difficult right. to get there. Our Lady appeared in the... Most difficult place on earth. <laughs> she does it always. I mean, Fatima's not exactly convenient yes. or wasn't. The Lord's yes. not. None, yeah. of, none yeah. of them were convenient. It's almost it, a it, sign. It, yeah. You know, the reason is, Father, she has to look uh, for um, children's heart. Uh, noble, oh, clear, and that's very difficult to find in important cities like London or Madrid yeah, or Paris. It's true. So she has to look and she only finds in a very humble places. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yesterday, we, we were thinking of um, uh, this uh, um, Juan Diego, um, Guadalupe, and uh, that's another difficult place. And, and he had a heart of a child. Yeah. I'm absolutely yeah. convinced, unless you become as a, as a child, you cannot see the kingdom of God. No no yeah, we need to have that innocence, uh, that trust, that joy and that love. This is very exciting. Um, just to say, Maria, was this an ecumenical uh, trip to Magigoria? Eke- so there's Anglicans and Catholics. Yes, of course. I, I was the only Catholic with my oh, friend, really? the, okay. the friend I dragged. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of them were Anglicans and the priest was from Ireland and he was Catholic. The right. priest, me and my friend, the, the, just the three of us, the rest were all Anglicans. This is beautiful because often um, things like the Blessed Virgin Mary are held up as, as uh, sort of examples of division. That's what makes Protestants different from Catholics. But actually, there are quite a few um, people from the Anglican Church, the Lutheran Church, Methodists and so on, who have a great devotion to Our Lady. She's a unifying, unifying symbol and not a, a symbol of division because, uh, yeah. It's just beautiful, and it's lovely that you discovered Pajigorio with an Anglican. It's just she's so a good soldier of, of God the Father, very good soldier, Our Lady. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely beautiful.
So you're in Magicoria, and we want to know what happens next. Um, I think you see some exciting things. Certainly, uh, the first time you see someone, a celebration, isn't it? The first time you saw a celebration there. Yes, the, the 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 first day I was very angry. The second one, okay. everybody was fed up with me, especially my friend. And the, uh, the priest came very sweetly, Father Michael O'Malley, and he said to me, please come to Mass. It's at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I said, no, I'm getting bored uh, in Masses. I don't like to go. And he said, please come. <laughs> so he was so gentle and so sweet. I said, okay, I'll go. But I'll be in the back filming very rude very rude father so everybody said okay she's very you know very unbearable everybody went to the mass and i stayed at the back of the church and it was the first time ever yes father that i saw a lot of priests maybe they were like uh, 100 in my life i had i never seen that in spain of course they are but i didn't know so I was shocked and Father Michael got the last one. We, we arrived like two or three minutes late. So he was rushing to get through the sacristy to, to get dressed and get uh, to celebrate. And then it was the first shock because his habit was completely different from the others. The, all the others were white, but he, his were, was blue. A blue I never seen before in my life. Super beautiful, super soft. It was like a blue summer sky very beautiful and a huge cross across the, the abbot and I was like I can't believe it I was like in love with that with that abbot right so I thought maybe after mass I'll have the chance to ask Father Michael why he has received that abbot it's a different abbot and then I forgot you know the mass um, was boring to me but was interesting for the first time seeing all that priest right how they pray together attract my, my attention a lot. Mm. And after the mass, Father Michael came, I forgot completely about the abbot. Oh. <laughs> and he said, we should run because at the back of the church, Jacob, one of the, the youngest of the six missionaries of Medjugorje, supposed missionaries of Medjugorje, is going to give a talk. And we will have the chance to ask him how he sees Our Lady and everything. And I thought very ironically, I thought, oh, this time I'm going to catch him because I'm okay. the daughter of a psychiatrist. He's a liar. And people in this village, they all, all what they want is money and fame. So I was thinking like that. And we were walking very close to the external wall of the big church. And we were chatting. I remember I was chatting with my friend that I wanted to go back to London because we were going to go to the sales in Harrods. Oh, that right. was the conversation. Yeah, very important. <laughs> completely, completely yeah. the world. Completely. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then from one second to the other, Father, one foot, you know, it was no advice at all. Everything stopped, really stopped around me. It's not that I fainted. I was okay. I felt that my body was okay. My brain was working perfectly well. But everything around me, like the hair of my friend, she looked at me and I saw in slow motion, like in the movies, it, it, I, I saw like she did like this with her. And she said to me, come faster, because we wanted to be in the front row right. to listen to this visionary, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? And immediately I felt this urge to look up to the sky. And I, I turned my, my chin up and I saw nothing at all. No Jesus, no Mary, nothing. Okay. The clouds, the normal things, the world, the sun was very bright. And then from the air came boom like this. It was to me, to, to, the, to my understanding, what my brain, uh, brain understood, right. it was you. 
dew. You know, the plants that had these little, these little springs of water, but the dew was love. And the love was immense, Father. It was right. eternal. I felt I was going to die. It was like a heart attack. I felt, but a heart, heart attack of love, of pure, immense love. Yeah. And then from one second to the other, now I feel my hair stand on it because it, it's true, Father. I, I adored my husband, my babies. I, I gave my life to them, but this was billions uh, it was a nuclear bomb of love and wow. from one second to the other i saw all my life in front of my brain not to be in front of my eyes but in front of my understanding pa, 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 since kindergarten oh, right. actually since i had a feeling of sinning you know yeah, when okay. i was you know pulling the hair away friend yeah, in, yeah. The, in the courtyard yeah. okay. so i was it was like very clear very clear Many things I had forgotten, of course, I never, ever, ever confessed. Yeah. Boyfriends, uh, adolescents, going out, drinking, you know, um, stupidity, uh, mistakes. Uh, sometimes I misbehave very bad against my mom. I made her, him suffer of my dad, things like that. And I felt the pain, a horrible, horrible oh, pain in my heart. Yeah. I, it was shame. I was very ashamed, like... How, how could I do this? Or how could I say this to a teacher or to a friend? Because I felt the wound I put into their hearts, yeah. into their minds. And some of them were really hurt, especially one of my ex-boyfriends. I really hurt him. So I was very, very sick to my stomach. And I felt I was going to cry. And a lot of understandings, Father. I didn't have, I never have time to explain all the understanding I received. But it, it, it was as if I had my private judgment. So at the same time, I felt the pain of the Lord. I, I didn't understand it was Our Lady. She has nothing to do with this. It was Jesus. Okay. Jesus took the stand and he was like telling me I didn't see the cross or anything. I just felt his love and his tenderness and his sadness. Mm -hmm. Because he said to me, some, oh, he made me understand something like you're not prepared to come to me. Like yeah. if I had to die, I was not prepared for that at all. Mm. Maybe a very low purgatory, but that's it. So I was terrified. It's a feeling you want to hide, but you cannot hide from the eyes of God. It's impossible. He sees you. So all the understandings could be like for hours. Yeah. In my brain, I thought it was 10 minutes. In reality, time elapsed like that. I, when I looked, everything moved again normally. When I looked at my watch, only three seconds elapsed, three seconds. Later on, you know, years of learning theology and speaking to priests, they told me, you know, Maria, God is eternal. He's the alpha and the omega. He's, I mean, time is different for humans. We cannot understand the time of God. Yeah. So maybe he can use three seconds for a whole life. You don't, you understood it because he works like that. Yeah. So when I was completely confused, Father, I walked like a chicken like this to the to the main place where Jacob was going to give the testimony. We sat in the front row. Amazingly, there were very few people, very few pilgrims because it was the end of the war. So it was not that known, Medjugorje, yet. Yeah. So he was very close to me and he was telling his testimony. And in the middle of the testimony, I couldn't stand it no longer. I started to cry. I think the whole sea came out of my eyes because 
uh, and everybody was like, oh, she's very touched, you know, by what the visionary is saying. But no, no, I was touched because I was full of sin up to here. And I, I had to ask Father Mali to confess me. Important information. The previous day, everybody at dinner, uh, Father um, offered, the, the, the priest, Father Michael, offered himself for confession. I was the only one who said, no, no, I don't confess. I don't know you and I don't want to tell you my sins. So he said, okay. But now after this, this visionary talk, yeah, yeah. I was following everywhere Father Michael, you know, pulling his, his arms. Father, Father, I need confession. I said, <laughs> I can't confess, you know, I have to run. So it took us a couple of days to find a slot because since that moment, we yeah. had a lot of plans. That is why he proposed everybody the previous day because he knew he was not going to have time. Okay. But it was good, Father, because, because it gave me like 48 hours to think about everything I have seen and everything yeah. I wanted to clean. Wonderful. And the house was dirty. Oh, it was. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, did you ever ask him about his robe, his blue robe? Yes, yes. Um, after that, uh, again, after a couple of days, I remember because we were at lunch, we were having pizzas, the, the whole group, it was a very long table and okay. we were all discussing and we were on fire now because I had my experience and some other people also, you know, feel, felt things like that. So he said, okay, at lunch, you can ask any question. And everybody was asking very important questions except me. I remember the thing of the habit. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> And I have a question. So I said to him, I really love your habit. It was so beautiful because the cross was like neat, but with gold, it was amazing. And it crossed from one arm to the other and from neck down, huge cross. And everybody stopped talking at the table and they looked at me and said, what? Maria, you're confused because we saw the, the habit was white. And I thought, no, 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 they gave you a special habit. And in my ignorance, I thought there was an altar boy in the, in the parish um, right. um, desk giving away, you know, every, every priest that came was receiving two, 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 yeah. <laughs> an habit as if they had a big, huge cloud of habits. No, no, he said, no, no, we had to bring ours. And he opened his, his hand, uh, back, backpack yeah. and I, it was a white, completely white. And I was like... But this is not what I saw. And I saw this. And, and then he, he started to cry. And he said, we have to talk privately. I said, OK, all right. So after the confession, uh, I told him everything. And it was a very long confession. And beautiful, beautiful Holy Spirit all around us. I cried again, my eyes out. And he cried as well because he told me that for a long, long time, he has been suffering tremendously for, from slandering. You know, many slanderies, slandering about sexual things that never ever happens. The victim was confused. He accused him and it was a wrong priest. So he suffered a lot. And after a while, everything was discovered. The truth came out. But you see, he has been slandered like for five years and right. he's crossed. He thought he was going to die, to right. die. Mm. So I think Our Lady used me, the, the worst sinner of the group, uh, to console him. Wonderful. And, uh, and he was consoled and I was consoled. And since then, we were like father and daughter. He was my first spiritual advisor. And I said to him, from now on, I have to know everything about Jesus. 
So now you have, we say in this in this in this Spain, a bee glued to honey. You okay. know, we be a pain in the neck because I will ask everything. He was very, very oh, nice. sweet to me, very tender, very loving. Beautiful. He's still one of my best friends. He's very old now. But to me, he was a father. And since that moment on, he explained to me everything. And then we all came back to London. He came back, he went back to Ireland. So we had to speak on the phone. But I had, since that moment, Father, a huge thirst for Jesus. Right. I wanted I wanted him, mm. no, no matter how I wanted him. So he told me, you have to go to Mass often, receive the Holy Communion, please confess every week at least, or at least one per month. And little by little, and, and then things started to happen, really bad things as well. Really? As good things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Um, just for our listeners, the blue of the robe is, of course, the colour of Our Lady. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just that. Okay, so you're back in London now, uh, having had yeah. this amazing experience, and but things aren't uh, going very well then. You've got challenges in your life. Oh, yes. What yes, happened? Father, a lot of challenges. First at home, I thought my husband was going to be super happy. And he wasn't the beginning. He was very confused. Again, he thought I had had drugs or something as I okay, thought about yeah. my friends yeah, Christine, yeah. but he said this is good because at least it but what happened that I didn't want to go on Sundays I wanted to go every day to mass so my main subject every single single moment of the day was to talk about God I wanted to buy a bible I said why didn't tell you tell me this because you were much better prepared by your parents and the mm -hmm. Opus Day school and he was like hey, hey 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 wait 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 this is this is too much but we converts are fire it's like a fire you cannot you can put all the water all the rain in the world but the yeah. fire won't go up you're in love with God you are madly in love with, with God so uh, he, he started to be a little bit angry mm -hmm. and tired and uh, he didn't like me to go to mass every day so I think uh, the devil uh, got into our our home because he was putting my 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 husband hairs on end every time I spoke about the rosary I said we have to teach the children the rosary it's a very important, very, very, very important prayer. I said, no, it's boring. So uh, uh, our our characters change. It was like, what happened? You know, now I'm the one pushing yeah, the whole best. family. And he's like, this is too much. This is too strong. Stop it. Stop it. This is in one hand. On the other hand, I wanted to share this experience of Medjugorje with my friends. Of course, they were used to a Maria, which was going to Harrods, have some tea and, you know, a very posh way of living. And then it was a bore because I only wanted to convince them that they were losing their time, their money, their, their life, because life has only one interest. And the interest is called Jesus Christ, the Lord. That's the main thing in life. Yeah. The rest is, is completely superfluous. So they were like, what on earth happened to you? This was the bad thing. Also, some members of my family here in Spain got really angry and they slandered me. And it was hard, Father. I don't want to talk about that, but I suffered tremendously for many, many years of um, bullying, uh, telling me, uh, telling people I was crazy, that oh, don't, please don't believe her. She has invented the, the village. The village doesn't exist. Things like that. No, right. so Because in Spain, nobody knew about Medjugorje. I was like the first one talking about this. 
and also um, uh, my par my parents had died. My father had died. My mother was very very sick with Alzheimer's, very advanced Alzheimer's. Okay. But my father had. I would me really missed him because as a very good psychiatrist, he could have helped me, but he was dead. So everybody was telling, oh, she's nuts, don't believe her, she invented, and Medjugorje doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. Even priests, even priests, because in Spain, they don't, they don't, there's a lot of theology, Father, but they don't like apparitions at all. So I was very confused. I said, this is a Catholic country, but they don't want to go and to investigate. And so it was hard. But the good part is that Jesus the Lord never, never left me, not one single minute. And beautiful, amazing things started to happen to me as well. So I think the Lord helped me right. every single Our Lady. For That's example, I one example that people like to hear in my conferences is I went out of Marks and Spencer with all the foods, the goodies, with all the bags, and I saw the, the church open, the door open, out of the blue, one, in a very strange hour, and it was like, oh, it's, it's open, the Catholic church, you know, I'm going to get in, just one second, and then I got in, and this was the monstrance, I, I never seen before a monstrance in my life, I didn't know what it was, I didn't know what it was, adoration, so I got in and I thought, in my ignorance again, stupidity, I thought, oh, this must be a Catholic church. That is why they put the monster, because Anglicans came in and said, oh, this is the wrong church. We have to go to an Anglican. Right. I didn't understand what it was. But that monstrance attracted my attention. There was no one there, maybe one very old lady in the front row. But I said, this thing attracts me. So I got with all the groceries there and I sat and I said, Lord, I don't know if you are here, but I love you. When I looked at my watch, three hours have elapsed. I was there in love. Beautiful, beautiful. I was there in love. Is this, is this a good time to stop for our second song? <laughs>
So you've just had this wonderful time of adoration, ad- literally yeah. adoration. I mean, it's become a sort of technical phrase, I'm going to adoration. But actually what you're doing is adoring, isn't it? We're going I to felt, absolutely adore. It's beautiful. The feeling, the feeling I had that day, it hasn't repeated. So it, it was the most um, hard. I mean, the biggest, the biggest in my life. I have felt, but with less intensity. But that day, I felt like I want to marry that thing. I mean, it was when you fell in love, yeah. completely. And said, "This is the one. I'm going to marry this one." Yeah. That is what I felt, and I was, you know. In completely in love with the monstrance, and I, I didn't speak, I didn't breathe, I, I just felt in heaven. Extraordinary, to be honest. extraordinary. To be, I was in heaven. You had no idea when, that the Blessed Sacrament was there. You did. Uh, I didn't know what it was. I it's thought it was amazing. not consecrated. Yeah. I thought it was something that the Catholic priest put for so Anglicans could go to another church. Or oh, right to keep away the Anglicans. So, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know okay. it was Jesus yeah. alive. I right. didn't know it was consecrated. Uh, I thought it was a sign. Just, just to be fair, there are Anglicans who have monstrance. <laughs> just, just want to say that it's uh, not intended. I didn't know it. Yeah, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but carry on, do Maria. Yeah, it's beautiful. So anyhow, I, I when I looked at my watch, I was now I'm in problem because. My husband was waiting for me at home. Yeah. No food, no groceries. The children were hungry. Three hours have elapsed. So I ran with the groceries. I arrived home and my husband was, where have you been? I'm sure you've been in the church. How could he know? <laughs> but I mean, it was like that. And this jealousy. I mean, there was yeah. jealousy. And it was, oh, I'm so sorry. But what time is it? The children haven't had lunch. And this is very late. And I was cooking very, very fast. And the children, mommy, I'm hungry. And it was, Lord, please don't do this to me. Because if you're the first thing, my marriage is going to suffer. And the children are going to get thinner and thinner. <laughs> so you should organize my life. Every time little things, big things, because they are little things, but they are huge things for yeah. the for the soul. Everything, every time these things happen, I call Father Mali, hours on the phone, crying like like tears and tears. Yeah. And he said, "I'm so glad the Holy Spirit is working on you because you are starting to receive the sacraments as you should have done before, <laughs> but yeah. but you you didn't do it. Your your heart was not prepared for the Lord. Now it is, and the Lord is going to work hard on you. So prepare. So little things happen like that. That for example, I fell in love with the rosary more and more with Our Beautiful. Lady. I felt little by little, Father. It was not like boom like that because I could have died mm-hmm. of love, of tenderness, of understandings. It's mm-hmm. too much. Heaven is too much for us. The militants, it's we cannot understand, we can perceive it through sacraments, but that's it. Yeah, so our lady was super tender because she walked very slowly with me. My path with her was like a true mother. There was a moment, my mom, my personal mom, she was with Alzheimer's, as I said to you before, she couldn't uh, be a mom to me since I was 16. It was a 30 year uh, of Alzheimer's, Holy very Lord. long time. So I, I asked her, Our Lady, please, could you be a mother to me? And she said, yes, immediately. And since then, I felt her in my life, in, at home, in my the rosaries, in my prayers. Every time I, fe- I feel her, it's the, the, the you, I, can, I don't have words, the tenderness and the love of a mother so close to my heart. So it's supernatural. The rosary yeah. is a supernatural prayer. Yes, yeah. definitely. Our Lady wants to be our mother. Isn't that right? Our Lady yeah. wants to be our mother. 
And uh, even, uh, even if even if we crucified his own son, which is absolutely. unbelievable. Yeah. So the love of, of Our Lady. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. And she does all that tenderness and gentleness and love of the mother. It's beautiful. That's yeah. extraordinary. Um, so what about next thing? I, you've, you've started, uh, you write, you've written your, your autobiography, haven't you? You've written your story out. Well, since then, previous to my conversion, I wrote one novel. Right. And it almost, it was an anti-Catholic novel, and it almost won the most important literary prize in Spain, which is called Planeta Prize. Wow. I, I didn't win by seconds. Uh, a lot of, I lost a lot of money because the, the award was super big, and I was angry. But after my conversion, I said, no way. If I have this uh, gift, I know how to write and people can enjoy what I write. Yeah. I want to write for you, Lord. So that's another miracle, Father, because stories started to come to me. I didn't, I didn't look for them. These protagonists, these main characters, people told me, hey, Maria, I want to tell you my life story. They are all converts. Amazing. One mafia guy, another lady who was raped, who converted and forgave the rapist and you know, people told me these stories and I wrote them down. Mm. At the end of the day, 14 books, all of them, not all of them, but 10, 10 of my books have been huge bestsellers. Right. And I'm, I'm so happy, Father, because it's the Lord who have guided my, my literary work. I'm not the best writer in the world. I understand. I'm not Shakespeare, sadly. <laughs> but people who take my books, they apparently they're... they're they're moved. They are moved. And I want to tell you one anecdote that I don't tell too many times because it's a strange. I was all, I also love history. So I, I wrote a book, which it, that's the only one which is not um, based on true events about the Lord, about the Queen Marie Antoinette's uh, wet nurse, the story of the French Revolution. It's oh, yeah. very interesting to me. So I wrote that one and that was very well sold and everything. And I wanted to write another one, another historic book. And then I went to mass one day to adoration in Madrid. I was back in Madrid okay. and I said to the Lord, Lord, you have to help me to, back, uh, to find very good books to study for this new book about this king. I wanted to write this about this king, uh, Austrian king, the one of the castles, okay. the, the crazy king of Austria, you know, the castle, so, of Baviera, of Baviera. And our Lord answered me, <laughs> you know, the monstrance talked again into my heart and said, no, you're going to write about purgatory. And I said, what? I didn't know what purgatory was. I said, no, 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 no. That sounds very strange, Lord. I want to write about the king. And then this message came back to my heart again. No, you're going to write about purgatory. And I was, what is purgatory? So I went home. I talked to priests, but it's a dogma. You have to study. I studied five years, five years, Father, eschatological uh, themes, theological eschatological themes. I was amazed. I mean, it blew my mind. I said, why on earth at school, nobody told me about this? Why in the priest, you know, the priest in Spain don't speak about this? Mm -hmm. There's a devil, there's the purgatory, there's the militants that we have to pray for purgatory souls. So I wrote this book again with a lot of attacks, a lot of problems. And then boom, the book went to bestseller in days. Now it has been reprinted 21 times. It's translated in many languages. And a priest came to me and said, thank you for the book. And I said, Father, why didn't you write this? 
ah, oh, because it's a strange theme, uh, we are we are ashamed to talk about this thing. I said, well, you will pay that in heaven, in, yeah, in, in, in your in your private, uh, you know, uh, judgment, because in purgatory. we lay people are blind to these realities. Yeah, 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 that's wonderful. That book is available in English, isn't it, Maria? Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, your um, journey, your story is available in English, isn't it? Some of them, some of them, the purgatory one, and also the most important one, the best, the biggest bestseller I've written. It was about a mafia guy who belonged to the Cray Brothers gang, uh, Ralph Allot, and he became a monk, a Benedictine monk. Wow. And he was introduced to me by Father Michael, my, my right. spiritual yeah, advisor, yeah. the one I told you about. And he was the, the, the cook in a monastery. In, up, up, up England. How beautiful. And I went there and I stayed with him for eight months working in the book. Uh, and it has been an incredible big story. It's been translated to five languages. It's called A Messenger in the Night in English. Okay, A Messenger beautiful. in the Night. So, so people y- can Google it. Google it yeah, up. look out for that. that. Uh, if you're listening to this, we want you to know, Miriam and I, that the Lord is real and wants the, these experiences for you. Um, I know I don't know whether you know church or what about your situation with faith is, but the best thing in my life was giving my life to Jesus Christ. Everything else comes from that, and it is wonderful. It's life transforming. It's life renewing, and it's exciting, isn't it, Maria? It is very yeah. much fun. Totally Definitely. wonderful. Yeah, bless you. It's an adventure. It's a roller coaster. It's yeah. much better than Disneyland. Believe me. I, I've never been to Disneyland. I don't, but it's so boring in comparison to yeah. other. Well, it's true. I, it's true. At the moment, Maria, we're um, reading. I'm reading this, the stories of Narnia for the children. And yeah. becoming a Christian really is getting through the wardrobe and finding Narnia on the other side. And all the wonder and the challenges and the, and, the, and the difficulties and the adventures. It's just wonderful being a Christian and uh, yeah. with the love of, and the care of Our Lady and our Lord in our lives. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. So thank you so much for giving, sharing this, your wonderful story uh, of co- uh, illumination of conscience and encounter. And awareness, your wonderful story of uh, discovering Our Lady and all the things. It's beautiful, particularly adoration, discovering that. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure your husband's it's, it's forgiven. It's my hot spot. Yeah, it's he's my forgiven. Hot spot he, in, in, on earth. He's forgiven you now, hasn't he, your husband? Yeah. Uh, uh, is he on fire as well? He's not on fire, but he's coming. He's little by little as he okay. as he gets older and he has weight hairs. He's starting to okay. believe me more and more. He's warming up. I, yes. I, honestly, sometimes this can happen. I think that the, the sort of people have powerful experiences of faith. It can cause sometimes ruptures in the family because of people are trying to adjust to new relationships uh, when Christ yeah. is at the center. And the best thing is to have Christ at the center of our families and our marriages and all of our lives. So we're all marching. Uh-huh to the same drumbeat yeah so bless you and thank you would you like to pray for our listeners yes Yes. definitely do maria okay in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen lord thank you so much for this interview i've been so happy talking about you you're the center of my of my heart of my love you're the center of my life and you're worthy every single minute of every life please Bless, Lord, every listener, every person who is watching us. 
and get into their homes and brings them to adoration so that they can discover the joy, the joy that I feel being with you. Amen. Amen. Bless you and thank you. God bless. Thank you, Father. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Father Sam Randall with Awakenings. Awakenings is a live broadcast every Tuesday at 11 a.m. 